Hey friends, hey, welcome to another episode of Her360. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, today we're going to be talking about growing our social media um, by building community. And I use this title because I knew it would bring you in, but the reality is, is that these are two different things. <laughs> but um, community is important, especially when we're trying to accomplish our business goals and the whole goal of a community is to move people from being transactional to being emotionally invested in your business or your organization. And there's a strategy to that. And there's quite a few things that you want to consider as you're determining how you're going to build out your community. Now, when I say community, especially in these first few episodes, because this will be a series of episodes, I want you not to think about um, like where you'll deliver the community. We're going to go um, from a big picture. We always start with like, if the world was perfect and we could have it however we wanted it, we're going to go from that big picture and we're going to work our way backwards. And where we'll deliver the community is somewhere far down the road. Today, I want to have a conversation about why social media community is important. I want to help you understand what a community is. And then I want to empower you at the end of this episode to go and start to strategize on your ideas of what type of community you want to establish for your business and your organization. Um, once we're done, I'm going to give you a little bit of homework. And then once you're done with that homework, when the next episode comes out, we'll go a little deeper into this conversation. But this all came about because I've worked with quite a few of you all that have been asking me here recently you know, it always comes down to, should I have a Facebook page? Should I be going live in my Facebook group? Should I be on YouTube? Um, even outside of that, I've taken on a role where I'm responsible for the engagement of an organization online. And that comes with helping everybody that's involved understand what engagement is and how community affects engagement. So today's conversation is going to serve a whole lot of purposes. It's going to help you as my customer, you as my listener, kind of develop an understanding of what that is. And then it's also going to help the organization that I'm a part of understand what their process looks like. And we're all going to grow together. So if that sounds like a plan, uh, thanks for tuning in. Let's hop into today's episode. You're listening to the Her 360 podcast, created for boss moms and wives committed to slaying their family and professional goals. You could say this show is the intersection of being a really good boss, a really good mom, and a really good wife, and doing them all on your own terms. Together, we'll have unfiltered conversations with moms from across the world about what it really takes to have the life you dream about. Kay has designed this show to be a safe place for honesty, vulnerability, and empowerment to support one another as we boldly go after life's dreams, tear down old ideologies that keep us hostage, and as we pursue our own modern definitions of success. If you're an ambitious mom looking for a community that supports you while you continue to evolve into the woman that you and everyone else loves, then stick around because you're already amongst a good group of girlfriends. Now, let's jump into today's episode. All right, now. So now that we're here and you know what we're talking about, let's talk about why social media community 
community, not engagement, but why social media community is important. Uh, Community is important because it's going to help drive engagement, depending on what your goals are. Um, It's going to be a great way to create more awareness for your business organically. And it's going to be a great way to help turn people that are connected with you into more loyal followers, subscribers. Um, They're going to turn into brand advocates and promoters kind of organically when the community is there. A lot of times when we talk about engagement, we talk about it in a way that thinks of us talking to our audience, but a community is a segment of people that form a relationship as a result of having similar interests, goals, experiences, or interests that come about as a result of your business organization or brand, okay? Um, This segment of people talk to each other. They don't just talk to you. It's not just about you talking to them, but this is turning a segment of people into a community of people that have conversations with each other, that support one another, um, that educate one another, so on and so forth. So this changes the lens of how we look at how we create content and how we Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Engage our audience online because our goal then goes from just getting them to talk to us, but getting them to talk to each other. And that's where the magic happens online. It's very easy to get your audience to talk to you, right? But it is something special when the people that are connected to you online begin to talk to each other. And begin to support each other based around this common goal, interest, so on and so forth. So our goal to drive engagement is not to just get people to talk to us, but it's to get people in community where they feel comfortable and confident enough to have the ability to go into these deep conversations without you having to be a part of it. Now, in order to do that, there's a few things that you need to do. And today we're going to talk about three of those things. Um, And then once we're done talking about those three things, I'm going to give you some homework to get you started. Okay, this is a series of conversations that we're going to have around becoming more community driven versus only thinking about engagement in terms of if someone's liking your content, if someone is talking to you. We want to get conversations going around a similar interest, a similar goal, similar experience, circumstance, so on and so forth. And we're going to facilitate that through our social channels. Okay, so in order for this to be successful, we have to first, as the organization, identify what market segment, where this market segment is in relation to our brand. And let me explain. Okay. So there's something in the marketing world that we call the customer journey. And sometimes these things are related to sales. Sometimes these things are related to relationship. But no matter what it is, there is a process and a journey that a person goes through as it relates to your brand. Meaning 
some people are not going to know you. So you may have a goal for your community to touch the people that don't know you, to create awareness and to educate them about who you are as an organization. You might have a segment of the market that you're focusing on building the community to serve that have already made some type of relationship with you, meaning they may have downloaded something from you. Maybe they hadn't purchased yet and become an actual paying customer, but they've taken the next step. Um, maybe they have talked to you in conversation online. There's casual conversation, um, but they're not yet a paying customer or a member of your organization in this case. Um, and then you might have another segment of your market that you might want to focus on that actually are your customers. Maybe they're your customers and they need support. Um, maybe they have joined your church congregation. Maybe they have joined your organization, your chamber, your professional organization. But the first thing that you've got to identify is based off of what your community, how you want your community to be set up is what segment of the audience is it going to serve? Okay. And the reason why this is important, and we'll get to this some episodes down the road, is that you've got to have content that caters to that segment of the audience. And someone that doesn't know you versus someone that maybe is a customer or someone that's in a little bit of a deeper relationship with you, you will talk to those segments differently than you would if there was just one big group of people according to a common goal, interest, circumstance, so on and so forth. Okay. So when you're thinking about community, I want you to think about and remember, we're always going to go back to this, the definition of what a community is, okay? A community is a segment of people that form relationships, keyword relationships, as a result of having a shared interest, goal, experience, or uh, interest as it relates to your company, okay? as a result of encountering you, all right? They are going to talk to each other. So if I don't know anything about you, I can't talk to a person confidently that's your customer or that has had a little bit of a deeper relationship with you, the same as someone else that I don't, that doesn't know you either. So you don't want all of these segments in one spot which you might be thinking, well, okay, dang, will I have to have several different communities? Maybe. But for your first community to get you started, I want you to understand or define what segment of the audience are you going to target based off of where they are in relation to your brand. Is your goal to create more awareness, to get new eyeballs on your business? Is your goal to engage people that maybe haven't purchased, maybe haven't joined your organization yet? Or is your goal to build community around people that have already given you money, already made a commitment to your business or organization? All right. That's step one. The B part to that step one, that's like step one A. 
the B part to that step is then identifying what the common bond is going to be. And we'll talk a little bit about bonds in a little bit. But remember, a community, you're going to hear me say this a lot because I have to drive this home for you. A community is a segment of people that form a relationship based off of shared interests, goals and experiences as it relates to your business. So that means they have a common bond. They have to be in a common place and share a common bond. Okay, and we'll talk a little bit about what those bonds look like in just a second. Um, Once you've identified what market segment you're going to target, then you have to identify the persona for that market segment. You got to do a little bit of avatar creation for that market segment. Um, people that purchase from you could be in different places um, in their relationship at, or in their expertise as it relates to your product or service. So all people that purchase from you may not be good to have in one group. I'll give an example of what that looks like. I work with different levels of consumers based off of where they are in technology, their understanding of social media and their capabilities to be able to create and have a team of people at my disposal to use. So having someone that's got 15 people on their team in a group or in a community with people that is a solo entrepreneur, there isn't a common bond or common interest um, because they're in two different places as it relates to their expertise or their abilities as it relates to my product or service. So I don't want to put those people in the same community. I may have to serve them through community online, but they won't be a part of the same community. So I've got to develop an avatar for my community based off of what where they are in relation to my business. Do they know me? Have they not committed yet? Are they already committed? And what their goals, what their common bond is, okay? When I'm creating this avatar, I need to keep in mind their goals, their values, where they get their information from based off of their challenges and their pain points. And what are their objections to taking the next step in the process with me? Okay, I need to foresee those. So if I'm building a community for people to create awareness around my brand What are their goals? What are their values? Where do they get their information on? Where do they get their information based off of their challenges and pain points? And what would be their objection to maybe going and downloading a resource or hiring us to offer a service or joining my church? So on and so forth. Okay. Once you have developed the avatar for the community, then you have to identify what these what this market segment of people are going to bond over, okay? People want to feel like they are a part of something that is greater than them. And when a community is built correctly, it turns from just being transactional, meaning I do this for you because you've done this for me, into something that's relational, okay? Remember, a community is what? It's a group of people that form relationships remember reforming relationships and relationships are emotional they're not transactional okay good ones anyway Uh, but it's a group of people that form relationships as a result of sharing common interests goals 
and ideas or experiences. All right. So we have to identify what they're going to bond over. And we have to make sure we understand that people want to feel like something, feel like they're a part of something that's greater than them. So the emotional part of this is heavy. So when we are trying to figure out what they're going to bond over as it relates to their goals, there are different types of groups to serve this type of bond. Okay, so let's talk about what those groups look like real quick. You might have a group that solicits action, meaning they want something to change or you need to do something. These organizations and communities are something that you would see like in our Black Lives Matter movement. Um, the PETA organizations, the you know, the people that speak very loudly about cruelty to animals, things of that nature, um, voting organizations, um, anything that stands up for something in order to influence change, that's a community. And that would be in alignment with what we would consider like a goal. Another example of that might be a community um, that is based around education or inquiry, right? Meaning um, this group is designed to support each other by feeding each other experiences through what they've learned. So sometimes you'll see this in forums that are, um, for example, user groups of technology. Those are great examples of like educational or inquiry based communities um, where you bring a group of people together that they're product purchasers. So they've already purchased from you and their common goal or their common bond is that they've purchased this piece of software and now they're trying to learn how to use it. Um, another example of a common bond based around a goal would be like creation and innovation those groups that come together and do like beta groups and testing groups where um, I've done it before for my courses where I'm building out a new course and I get students together that um, have maybe purchased this entry level course for me, but they're going to get together and I'm going to ask them questions. Um, those of you that are authors that have written books, you know, you've got focus groups. Those groups are um, our communities are based around a goal and that goal is to create something. OK, um, another type of group that's based around a goal would be like a purpose group or a support group. Right. These groups you see a lot um, with people and sometimes there's a hybrid of this, but you'll see these groups a lot. A good example of this, like I'm a mommy blogger, right? That's a support type community, right? We're always together. We're always exchanging ideas, but it's not just good enough to be a mommy blogger. Uh, sometimes those groups can go, you know, moms of teams, mocha moms of San Antonio, so on and so forth. Now, I just gave an example of a group that is based off of a goal and based off of a place. And we'll talk about that. Um in just a second, but those groups are, oh, there's another one that <laughs> I'm a part of this community on Facebook and a Facebook group that are black women that love outdoor spaces, right? We share demographics, we're market segment of black women and our common goal is, or our common bond is our interest in backyard spaces, okay? Now, 
that's not a good example of a goal or a purpose for support. Well, it's kind of a hybrid because in that group, we share ideas about how to accomplish certain looks in our backyard. But I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself, but you get the point, right? For common goals, you either want to solicit change or create some type of action. You want to educate, uh, you want to innovate, create something, or you want to support one another. AA groups, that's a good example of like a support group. Um, Common experiences is another type of common bond. Now, in these types of communities, um, you're going to see a lot of situational or circumstances um, that people share that they, in most cases, they can't control. So this is going to sound really morbid, but like your cancer organizations and stuff like that, those communities are like experience based bonds where people come together because they have some type of life experience that is outside of control of their control. And that's the primary bond. So let me say this, because a lot of these examples that I'm giving you, you'll see. And this is kind of one of my points and my things to know at the end, you'll see that there is a hybrid of objectives that the community accomplishes because there may be their primary bond might be based off of a goal, but their secondary bond might be based off of an experience or an interest, so on and so forth. So as you hear me start to give examples of what these communities look like and you start to write down ideas for how you want your community um, to what objectives you kind of want your community to accomplish, Be mindful of that is that your community will likely be a hybrid of these examples. And it should be because there you have to create something that's unique to to what's already out there to ensure the success of the emotional connection that the community is supposed to bring. All right. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, Some other common experience bonds might be like positioning and stage of life. Like you heard me talk earlier about um, being a mommy blogger and that being like a support community, but that's also a stage of life, right? I am a 30 year old mommy blogger that has teenagers and kids under 10. So my stage in life, I might belong to several different communities or I might belong to one community that targets that particular demographic of mom um, because we're in that stage of life. There's communities that are out there that help us with planning for college because we're moms and we've got kids that are getting ready to graduate from high school. You understand um, uh, retired people over 50, um, women over 50, so on and so forth. These communities are based off of the stage of life um, that you're in and their common bond is that thing. That primary bond is that thing. I'm a mom. That's the primary bond. And then I may have a couple of secondary bonds. Um, A third, excuse me, a third common experience that you might hear or might see communities doing really well is it's based off of location. Now, the example that I like to give to this um, is places like chambers, like your local chambers and things of that nature. They're location driven. Um, Church ministries sometimes are location driven. Your church could be a community that the primary bond is, of course, the goal or the interest is God. Right. Or 
whatever the belief is, but the secondary uh, bond could be the experience based off of where they are or the stage of life, because you've got ministries inside of the church that are like married ministries, singles ministries, young adults, children and youth, so on and so forth. So these communities start to pop up and the way you engage these communities are going to be different. They may not all get to, to thrive in one place, your single Facebook page may not be able to serve these um, intricate communities because there are so many different elements that you have to consider. So there's strategies that you have to create in order to support these communities in your business. You may have to have different communities for different product offerings, different service offerings, um, different market segments. Just like you don't have one avatar for your business, you shouldn't have one avatar for your communities. And depending on which community is going to have the greatest impact on your business goals that you're trying to accomplish online will determine which community is going to take priority in building out and structuring and supporting in order to ensure that it is able to meet your needs. All right. So the final community bond that I want you to think about today is that of common interest. Now, with the common interest bond, you're looking at things like like practice. You're sharing either a hobby, a profession or crafts. Um I like to think about these types of communities as it relates to like those professional organizations, those organizations that serve like the interior designers specifically, the wedding planners specifically, the lawyers specifically, where a group of people can come together because they have this profession. They can belong to this community and then support each other, maybe through inquiry, maybe through purpose or support, so on and so forth. So you see where I'm going? Like there are core things that you need to consider as it relates to building your community. And these things are the things that you want to think about. But your community is likely going to be a hybrid of a couple of these. So when I'm working with clients, I always have us create like this chart. And on this chart, we have primary, secondary, and then um like it's kind of like a priority of one, two and three. Right. So our priority number one always exists of that, that most that highest level common bond. Right. So what is the interest, the goal or the experience that is priority? OK, so let's use the example of a church in this example. So a church, your priority might be that the common interest is Christianity, right? That's the common interest. But the secondary community bond might be location. Or if you're a church and you're trying to build community and drive engagement for your overall organization, you might look at the secondary interest being stage of life or circumstances. And then that starts to put the focus on like the individual ministries that are operating inside of your church. If you're a business owner, you might look at your business and say, what's the primary interest here? For me, I'll use myself as an example. The primary interest of the community that I build 
I've got a couple depending on what platform that I'm on. And that's why I tell you, don't be platform specific in the beginning, but let's just use the community that I drive on Instagram. The primary interest there is that you are a mother, but you also have a stage of life that you are a business woman or a practice interest, hobby, or profession is that you run a business. You're an entrepreneur. You're listening to that because your mom, your wife, but you also run a business. So my secondary bond, my primary bond is that you want to know how to market your business online. The secondary bond is that you're a mom and you've got kids and you're a wife. And then the third or the third priority there is that you're likely a mom demographically wise. That's the same age as me, right? You're in your 30s, you're older millennial, early 40s, you're killing it, you're running your business, you probably have a job of some sort, Um, maybe this is your side thing, but you've got these kids, you've got a husband, and you're trying to do all of these things at the same time, right? So I know when I'm building community for particular market segments that I have to address those things through my content and the experience that I'm building, And that's what I want you to think about. Um, Understand this, that if you decide to build a community based off of people that are your customers, know that purchasing from you is not a strong enough. um, It's not strong enough to form a community like you have to go a little bit deeper than that and say, what is the common bond of the people that are my customers? Are these executive level customers where in my example, they ain't going to do none of this themselves. What kind of community or do I need a community to support them? Maybe, maybe not. Or is it the market segment of customers that have been in business for a little while, don't know a whole lot about technology, but maybe can't hire me to come on and be a part of their team. So they need that inquiry and educational support all along the lines of establishing their digital presence, creating some type of engagement online so that they can drive goals, right? So if I'm doing this, then I'm thinking about those things. So today I want to give you some action items. And there's three things that I want you to do before we get into the next episode where we'll continue to talk about positioning your community and starting to develop it so that you can start to understand how to create for this community and how to facilitate the community. So thing number one that I want you to do today is I want you to identify the market you want to serve. Are you building awareness? Meaning, are you reaching people? Are you trying to build a community of people that have never met you before, that you're trying to get to understand who you are and what problems you solve? Um, Are you building a community for people that may have taken a first step with you? Maybe they've opted in for something that's free. Uh, Maybe they've listened to your podcast or watch your YouTube videos or connected with you on social media quite regularly, but they haven't quite taken the next step into becoming customers. Or are you building, do you want to build a community for people that are already a part of your tribe? They've already purchased from you. They've paid you and you want to further support them. That's step number one. Just identify which three, which of the three you're going to build your community around. Once you've done that, then I want you to go and determine the common bond 
for that segment of people. And in the common bond, I want you to do like a chart, one, two, three, draw a line, one, two, three. And then the first bond, I want it to be the primary bond. Meaning, are you going to, is your primary bond going to be based off of goals, experiences, or interest? Uh, if you need examples of those, go back and listen to this episode. Uh, priority two, will it be goals, experiences, or interests? Priority three, so on and so forth. Once you've identified that, I want you to write it out. Their bond is goals, and we're going to do some education, or their bond is support. Um, that's primary Priority goal number one or priority bond number one, I'm sorry, priority bond number two is that we're going to connect based off of circumstances, stage of life, so on and so forth. You know, you get the picture. Once you've done that, I want you to draft an idea of the type of community you want to build, remembering that it's okay for it to be a hybrid. So I want you to, to marry those things. I want you to say my community online. Remember, we're not talking about platform yet. We're just saying the community that I want to build online is going to be based off of it's going to serve an audience of people that don't know me yet. Or it's going to serve an audience of people that have connected with me on social media, but haven't become customers yet. We're going to connect and I'm going to teach them. Um, I'm going to teach women, I'm going to teach men, I'm going to teach 30 year old women, so on and so forth. Put that demographical information on there. I'm going to address um, their goals, their values. I'm going to do a little bit of research on where they're getting their information from. going to do a little bit of research on what their challenges are, what their pain points are, why they would object to working with an organization or company like mine to help them. I'm going to start to write those things down as ideas um, and then I'm going to put a pin in it and I'm going to come back to case next episode so she can teach me what to do next. All right. Remember, community is going to drive your engagement because it's going to take people from just being transactional with you to into actually being in relationship with you and everyone else around you. So. There are stages to this, right? And I will talk a little bit about how to how to evaluate how your community is doing based off of stages of interaction, things of that nature. But today, I just really want you to focus on what that community is going to be based off of these three things. Okay, we're moving from transactions to relationships. Remember, remember, a community is a segment of people that form relationships as a result of sharing interest, goals, experiences. Okay, I'll say that again before I let you go. A community is a segment of people that form relationships as a result of common interest, goals, and experiences. All right, so that's it for today's episode. In the next episode, we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about whether or not this community should be open and closed. It kind of gets into this question that I get all the time as to whether or not they sh- you should build a community in a closed Facebook group, YouTube. I've got my thoughts on that. We'll talk about it. Um, and then how to identify the mission of your community and start to set up those values and core values of your community so that when people start to become a part of your community, they understand what your community is about, what it's going to help them accomplish and all overall the 
the standards for behavior um, for your community, how you make decisions, how they should interact with each other, so on and so forth. So that's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Be sure if you have questions about today's episode to head over to the blog. There's a link in the show notes that says ask your questions here. Head over to the blog. Leave your question in the comments section. My team and I will go through. We'll grab your questions and we might come on like an Instagram live or do a recorded YouTube video, which is probably what we'll do. Answering your questions until we get to the next episode. Okay. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest. It's Kay Whitaker everywhere. And I'll see you in the next episode. If you loved this episode, Kay wants to know, please subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a five-star review telling us what you loved and what your takeaways were. By leaving your review, it helps us to continue to provide awesome content and book guests that you love and want to hear from. And as a token of our appreciation for your review, we want to send you a gift. Kay's compiled a list of her favorite resources that help keep her balanced, focused, energized, and sane, and she wants to send it to you. To get a copy of Kay's favorite things, leave us a review, take a screenshot of it, and email it to podcast at kaywhitaker.com, and we'll send it right over. It's that simple. Until the next episode, be sure to connect with Kay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at kaywhitaker. This conversation has been great, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode.